The Great Food Reset. Yeah, I know, but stand by. America, you lost your soul. We talk about that coming up, sadly. And this one is just a shocker. The FDA knew all along, and it put your kids in life-threatening danger. And they didn't say a damn thing about it. We're going to talk about that coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Yeah, yes. It's a Wednesday, even though we were just on last night. But last night was kind of a makeup show for Monday, which was a total mess. <laughs> but it did well. We got a lot of uh, viewers, a lot of listeners. Thank you. This uh, live show right now is on Rumble.com, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch.tv. We are also a podcast. This audio goes out about half an hour, 20 minutes after uh, our live show is done. And it's a podcast available on all the platforms, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, iTunes, uh, Spotify, we're all over those channels. So just look for The Jay Sheldon Show. You can click subscribe. And while you're here, please, right over here is a follow button. Please hit that follow button. It costs nothing. It takes a quarter of a second. Just right over there with your mouse and go click. Or if you're on your phone with your finger and go click on that button that says follow right there. And uh, it helps us out and it costs you nothing. So thank you for that. All right, right now... Speaking of costing nothing, she is a very expensive little dog, and she is Miko, our Shiba Inu, who uh, (laughs) keeps us very entertained uh, on a daily basis, really. And uh, today, look at this. She's sitting there. I don't know whether she's looking for squirrels or scrats or rats or cats or one of her friends from the neighborhood, one of her other dog friends to, to walk by. But she's just sitting there and she's got this shadow going on. It was like, this is out my front door. And it was, so I captioned this, it's not likely Godot is coming. She was just so paid. And she sat there for like 20 minutes, didn't move. She just sat there. But apparently she enjoys doing it. So she's doing very well. She's having the time of her life. She had a couple of good walks today. She ate all of her meals. Life and Oh, she is starting to shed again. It seems awful soon. But yeah, if you don't know, these crazy Japanese dogs, Shiba Inus, uh, twice a year have a shedding season. It's called a blow. And blow is right because it's like a snowstorm all over our house. So yeah, she started again. It never ends. <laughs> our Miko update is brought to you by BarkBox.com. Our special link is in the show notes, BarkBox.com slash Miko. If you use that link, you'll get a free extra month with a multi-month subscription. What is BarkBox? It's a box full of goodies for your dog. You'll get it one every month when you sign up. It's themed. Every month there's a new theme. You get two treats, two bags of treats, two toys, and a dog chew all themed for that month and uh you can check if your dog has any allergies they'll make sure you don't get you know get that you know like uh, seafood fish beef whatever and uh, small medium or large there's a checkbox for that and that's it you sign up you pay the fee and off you go and if you use our link barkbox.com miko you will get a very special one extra month free from barkbox.com 
BarkBox.com. Thank you, BarkBox, for sponsoring the Miko update. We really do appreciate that. All right. We got so much going on tonight. It, uh, it, it, uh, it seems like it never ends. And uh, the very first one is uh, what, what our thumbnail was all about today. It's scary crap. You heard of the Great Reset, of course, Klaus Schwab and his foolishness. This link is in our show notes. It is from unheard.com, and it is called the Great Food Reset. Not kidding. We all lose from the global war on farmers. France is in flames. Israel is erupting. America is facing a potential 2nd January 6th. The Netherlands, however, the political establishment, is reeling from an entirely different kind of protest, one that perhaps more than any other raging today threatens to destabilize global order. Not kidding. The victory of the Farmer Citizens Movement, which is known as BBB, in the recent provincial elections represents an extraordinary result for an anti-establishment party that was formed over just three years ago. But then again, these aren't exactly ordinary times. The BBB grew out of mass demonstrations, which got virtually no mainstream media coverage. They didn't want you to know about this. But these Dutch farmers put in these protests. They never stopped. They never gave up. It's still going on. It was against the Dutch government's proposal to cut nitrogen emissions by 50% in the farming sector in that country by 2030. The target was designed to comply with this idiotic European Union's emissions reduction rules. It's stupid. It means nothing. It will have no effect. And all it will do is put a bunch of farmers out of business. And ultimately, it will take food either off of your table or make it so damned expensive you can't afford it. You ready for that? If you think, by the way, when you're in America or the UK or Malaysia or Australia, you're not affected by this, trust me, you will be because the Dutch farmers supply food not just to to, uh, that area, but the world. Uh, Large farming companies have the means to meet these kind of emission goals and all these ridiculous standards by using less nitrogen, reducing the number of livestock, but smaller, and by smaller that often means family-owned farms, they're forced to sell their farms or close them down, shutter them up, family businesses that have been in those families for generations being forced by these ridiculous, stupid rules, which will have no effect on the environment whatsoever, generational families out of business. According to a heavily redacted European uh, European Commission document, it is precisely the goal. That's their strategy, is to put these people out of business. In extensifying agriculture, uh, notably through buying out, or this is them speaking, they're telling you what they're going to do, through buying out or terminating farms with the aim of reducing livestock. This would, quote, first be on a voluntary basis, but mandatory buyout is not excluded if necessary. 
No surprise, those plans sparked huge protests from the farmers who see it as a direct attack on their livelihood. Uh, The BBB's slogan, no farms, no food. Boy, ain't that the truth. And the voters couldn't have agreed more. It's just insane. You've never likely even heard of this story because the mainstream, like I said, the mainstream media will not cover it. Uh, It is going on. It goes on right now. And no one in the mainstream media covers this story. And it is huge. Alongside these intergovernmental and multilateral bodies, a huge network of stakeholders now devoted to the greening of agriculture and food production, private foundations, public-private partnerships, NGOs, corporations, Reset the Table, which was a 2020 Rockefeller Foundation report, called for moving away from a focus on maximizing shareholder returns to a more equitable system focused on fair returns and benefits to stakeholders. The Rockefeller Foundation, if you didn't know this, is extremely close to the WEF, which is itself encouraging farmers to embrace being climate smart. This article is amazing, and it's very detailed. It gives you all the details on the bullcrap that this climate garbage is going and the way that it is putting these family and small and medium-sized farms out of business. And if you think the Dutch are the only ones that are going to have to deal with this, think again, because it won't be long. And sure as hell, you'll be next on the list. (laughs) Oh, man. Unbelievable. Hey, our... uh, I want to tell you about one of our amazing new sponsors, and that is how to protect your privacy when you're online. Look, you don't want anybody looking and seeing what you do online. It doesn't matter whether you're doing something nasty or you're doing something normal. It's nobody else's damn business what you're doing online. Well, the way you prevent people from knowing and tracking what you're doing online and then taking your information and selling it is with a VPN. And one of the best VPNs you can get is NordVPN. You get a NordVPN today and you will stop them in their tracks from spying on everything you do. You keep your online activity hidden with the best VPN service, NordVPN. They keep no logs. They encrypt all of your traffic. Everything is encrypted so your data stays safe and it stays private. You use our special link. It's in our show notes. Check it out. It's a, it's a, it's a mini link, a bit.ly. You'll just have to copy it and paste it into your browser. And you will get this incredible deal if you use this link. 63% off and three extra months free. That is a deal. <laughs> For a fantastic, high-tech NordVPN that will stop these by government agencies and whoever else. You know, even you go into your local Starbucks, you send into their Wi-Fi. They're tracking what you're doing. Not kidding. You use a NordVPN, one click, done. Get our special link. It's in our show notes. Go there and get yourself 63% off and three free months when you sign up. Thanks. 
to NordVPN. All right. We got more coming up. We do. Right now, as a matter of fact. What is our... Oh, yeah. An absolutely amazing study from the Wall Street Journal. It's a poll, basically. But uh, this is from the Daily Signal. Great site. Great article. Read it. It's in the show notes tonight. And uh, where are we? Here we go. Three shocking news stories reveal the rot in the soul of America. I hate, I hate doing stories like this. It's so damn depressing when you think about it. But when you read stuff like this, you realize it's true. This is from Tyler O'Neill. This, of course, the, uh, the Tennessee school from the shooting the Covenant School, Covenant Presbyterian Church. Three massive news events Monday exposed the demons possessing America. The Wall Street Journal published a poll, and I'm going to show you those results coming up in just a minute, found that the COVID-19 pandemic wrought a crisis of confidence in America, a rot in the soul of the nation. Not kidding. Back in 1998, Americans overwhelmingly rated these things as very important. 1998, a poll conducted, and the participants in the poll said they rated this very important. Patriotism, 70%. Religion, 62%. And having children, 59%. By 2019, 2019, from 1998, those numbers had dropped, not precipitously, but 61, 48, and 43 percent. Now listen to this. In 2023, this year, they fell to 38, 39, and 30 percent. Wait till I show you these numbers. They are frightening, and they speak volumes about some of the major things going on in the U.S. and why we have these problems. Monday, of course, also this shooter who identified as transgendered, killing three adults, three children in the Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, before officers fatally shot her. Um, She'd attended the school years ago. Her motives remain unclear. And by the way, though she wrote a manifesto, they're not going to release the manifesto. Why? Why can't we see it? What is it? What? This makes no sense at all. Tucker Carlson did a piece on his show last night. Why can't we see and read this terrorist idiot's manifesto? I, I, I don't know what the answer is. I'd like to get an answer to that question. Why? Uh, Canon 03, hello there. Good to have you along for the ride. Thank you. Be sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Anyway, um, the third big news item on Monday, Wayne State University suspended a professor who wrote on Facebook, I think it's far more admirable to kill a racist, homophobic, or transphobic speaker than it is to shout them down. Seriously. 
That's what this guy wrote. A Wayne State University professor. Professor pointed to the assassin of Simon Petluria, an anti-Semitic Ukrainian politician, and his murderer's subsequent acquittal. Keith Whittington, a politics professor at Princeton University, wrote that Wayne State professor's point is almost certainly constitutionally protected. Folks, what is going on? This is absolutely insane. I'm going to click off this webpage and I'm going to show you this poll. This is the actual poll from the Wall Street Journal. The percentage of people who say that they are uh, these things are very important to them. When you see it in a graph like this, and if you're listening on the podcast, go to our show on rumble.com and check it out, the Jay Sheldon Show. When you see it laid out like this on a graph, it's like, whoa, you hear the numbers fine, but look at this. This is from 1998 through 2023, today. 70% said that patriotism was very important to them. Now, 38%. 62% said religion, very important. Now, 39%. Having children. You know, one of the things, one of the things that led to the fall of the Roman Empire, the Byzantine Empire, was their reduction in their rates of having children. Is that a fertility rate? Whatever it is. Seriously. Community involvement. It's 47. Spiked up at 62. And now, 27%. 27%. That's insane. And take a look at this. Money. Money back in 1998... 31% said it was very important. Now, 43%. We have a culture today. We have a generation that thinks that they don't have to work for all the things that they get from the amazing country that is America. They think that it's owed to them. They forget about the generation before them that fought, in some cases died, to provide them with that country that's called America. They forget that people have put in blood, sweat, and tears, and fought, and put in the work that it took to create the country that is America. And today's generation, sadly, doesn't think they need to do anything. They think you just owed it. I just sit in my mommy's basement eating s'mores and playing video games and you just send me all this crap and I don't need to do anything. I'm owed it. This is the mindset of these people today. And this is why you have things like this. I don't need to be patriotic, religious. I don't need to Make a new generation. I don't be involved in the community. Why should I? You just give it to me. Just you, you owe it to me. 
This is scary stuff. And it's frightening. The Daily Signal article that I'm quoting from and got this data from, it's in our show notes, and you really do need to go check it out. By the way, that poll from the Wall Street Journal, there is an, uh, an extra link in our show notes, which will take you to the actual Wall Street Journal poll where they break all the numbers out and uh, detail it for you. Check that out. It's, uh, it's scary, to say the least. All right. I didn't know whether I, I'm not going to share the whole thing. I'm certainly not going to play the audio. Maybe I will. Uh, hold on. Let me get rid of the Wall Street Journal poll and call up the... There we go. This is from Rumble.com. It's from the post-millennial. This is the actual body cam footage of uh, when they went into the shooter. Here we go. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's kind of messy. Uh, it is blurred out in the disgusting parts. But look at these amazing, brave police officers. This is Officer Michael Colazzo's body cam. They didn't wait. They didn't hesitate. They just went in and did their job the way they're supposed to. Absolutely scary. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to air this whole thing. If you want to watch it, it's there. The link's in our show notes. I don't want to put it on my show because it gets kind of uh, it gets kind of bad at the end. So, um, okay, I have to do a little behind the scenes work here <laughs> because there is a funky little. Hang on one quick second. There's a really weird little link in our show notes that I didn't know was there. But it is. And I got to fix it. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. All right. I'm going to find out in a minute. Um, let's see. Where is our... Don't you love this? It's a one-man show tonight, folks. So just bear with me. Where's, can I find a search bar or something? Is there a search bar? I don't know. <laughs> I gotta find this thing. This is insane. All right, I don't see one. It's a it's a frightening story, which is why. Otherwise, I'd just knock it off. Wouldn't bother. But uh, no, you you need to hear this because it's worth the wait. So just sit there and be entertained while the old man tries to figure out what happened to his link. Ah, here we go. Oh, man. It's worth the wait, trust me. The FDA admitted that it knew about deadly bacteria in infant baby formula months before it was recalled. This is from Blaze Media. The link is kind of in our show notes, but you'll figure it out. The FDA admitted, admitted, knowing about a deadly bacteria they found in infant formula for months before the product was recalled from store shelves. An FDA spokesman confirmed to Politico, 
February 20th, the FDA issued a press release from Reckitt announcing two batches of the company's Enfant Mills Prosobi Simply Plant-Based Infant Formula, manufactured between August and September of 2022, had been possibly contaminated with a deadly pathogen, Chronobacter sakazaki. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention reports that Chronobacter infections in infants can be deadly. The administration became aware the formula was testing positive for contamination during a November inspection, months before the recall announcement. They claimed it didn't follow up more thoroughly because it was a limited inspection and Reckitt was still investigating the cause of the contamination. (laughs) If they have a preliminary finding that shows that there is the potential for this deadly bacteria to be in baby formula, I don't care what the cost. You pull this crap off the shelf now and you put out the warning now. You don't wait two, three months to warn parents about a potential deadly disaster. This is insane. And this is your FDA that you are paying for with your tax dollars. You happy with that? You shouldn't be. You should be screaming bloody murder. This is insane. Oh, man, this takes me off. Unbelievable. <sighs> All right, got one more here. Hang on, because I, I got to read this right off my Twitter feed. You know the show hates TikTok. I believe TikTok should be wiped off the planet. It is a complete piece of spyware. You you should not use it. Your children should not be allowed to use it. Nobody, not just government phones, nobody. If you're using TikTok, you're an ass. You're an idiot. If you are letting your kids use TikTok, whatever age they might be, you are stupid. Get them off TikTok. It is a spyware piece of garbage. If you, you can't... Please, do me one favor. Go read the terms of service and the privacy notice on TikTok. And then we'll have no argument. I don't care how popular it is. I don't care how much money you're making with it. It's garbage. They are trying to ban it. But you need to know something. There's actually a bill to ban TikTok. But it is absolutely terrifying. I put a link to this tweet in my show notes tonight, so you check it out. It This bill gives the government the ability to go after anybody they deem as a national security risk, at which point they can access everything on your computer, on your handphone, your cell phone, video games, even your ring light. This basically is a Patriot Act for the Internet. There's a copy of the bill in this tweet. Believe it or not, it gets worse. If you you find you're in violation, they can put you in jail for 20 years. 
and fine you one million USD. Not kidding. And not a Joe Biden idiot. Not kidding. Really not kidding. They can also seize your property. They can also deem any foreign government an adversary without informing Congress. And everything they do is not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. Like I said, this is that idiot Patriot Act, which we really need to get rid of. It's the Patriot Act for the Internet. If this was about banning TikTok, they would pass a bill that just bans TikTok. This uniparty is trying to create the same kind of system, domestic spying, that they did after 9-11. This is for the Internet on steroids. Scary. This bill was introduced by Senator Mark Warner from Virginia, and all the people co-sponsoring it basically runs the table for the worst members of the D.C. Uniparty. The link to this tweet from Greg Price is in our show notes, and you should check it out, read it, read the list. Look, I am all for, I am a thousand percent in on getting rid of TikTok, but not like this. This is a sneaky end around, and this is dangerous. This should not happen. Scary, scary stuff. All right. With all that bad news, I can't leave you with just bad news. We never like to go without, well, we're not going because we've got our book coming up too, White Fang, we've been reading. But uh, <laughs> we always like to end with a halfway decent good news story. And I found one from Heartwarming. I love this site. They basically cover good news. That's it. It's just good news stuff. So it's always easy to find a good news story. I like to keep it local once in a while if I can, like we did uh, yesterday on our dog rescue. Sorry, coffee break. But this one, this is an article full of little mini stories about people who've done pay-it-forward things, and uh, and it's, it's great. A family bill was paid by a stranger with a very special note, and that is the family. In Cabot, Arkansas, Dan and Maxie Cortez went to a Red Lobster on Father's Day to have a meal, spend some time with their little one-year-old girls, Harper and Harlow. When they finished the meal and asked for their bill, the waitress brought them a receipt and said, Another family has taken care of your bill. The receipt had a note on the back which read, Happy Father's Day. Enjoy your babies. They don't stay little very long from the family across from you. <laughs> now, this just a common, ordinary family out for Father's Day. Another common, ordinary family with a big heart saw them and decided to treat them to dinner. Wow, that's phenomenal. Dan and Maxie appreciated the kindness of these strangers paying for their meals. It came on a special day. Dan and Maxie were remembering their third child of their triplets, Landon, who had passed away seven weeks ago from meningitis. Wow. And both mother and father were missing their little boy. Uh, there's a bunch of these. Just going to read one more because they warm my heart and I love talking about it. 
Ashley England from China Grove, North Carolina, went to a restaurant with her family, and it included their special needs son, Riley, who was four at the time. There's Riley. At one point during the meal, Riley began acting up, getting frustrated because he couldn't get his mom's phone to work right for him. He began beating on the table through the phone, and other people noticed. There's Riley. And later, when the family got the bill, the waitress told them, once again, it had been taken care of, handed Ashley a note from the person who paid their bill. And here's what the note said. God only gives special children to special people. Wow. Look at that. There's the actual guest check. That's amazing. Absolutely amazing. <laughs> wow. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. Wow. What a jam-packed show tonight. Really, all the stuff I've been talking about, all those links, they are in our show notes, and I can't encourage you enough. Read the articles. Share them on your social media. Comment. Do whatever, because get the word out there, and especially that Dutch farmer great food reset and this bullcrap with the FDA hiding these badly testing babies formula. Nobody's talking about this, and you need to. Don't get distracted that much. And by the way, while you're here, right there's a follow button. Please, I'm begging. I don't beg often. <laughs> Just give it a hit. Follow us. It's free to you. Helps the show a lot. We really appreciate it. All right. It is time for our book. We read books on this show. We do indeed. Been doing that for a long time now. And uh, we've done The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince, uh, Peter Pan. So many great books. Right now we're doing White Fang, which is an amazing book. I've never read these books before. I've seen the films when they're made into films and stuff, but never actually read the books. So it's new to me while you discover listening to me reading it. <laughs> and uh, after this, I, I'm really pretty convinced we're going to do Treasure Island. It's a long book, but I think it's worth it. Treasure Island is one of the all-time classics, as is this one from Jack London back in 1906, first published. And it is The Adventures of White Fang. As you know, uh, White Fang has been purchased from Grey Beaver. And uh, it's getting interesting. We're on Chapter 2 of Part 4. It's called The Mad God. A small number of white men lived in Fort Yukon. These men had been long in the country. They called themselves sourdoughs took great pride in so classifying themselves. For other men, new in the land, they felt nothing but disdain. Give me one second. <laughs> I've got to catch up here. Just give me a moment, all right? We'll get there. Here we go. All right. So, Beauty Smith had bought White Fang from Grey Beaver and taken him away. At the fort, Beauty Smith left him securely tied and went into bed. White Fang waited for an hour. Then he applied his teeth to the thong. And in the space of ten seconds, he was free. Wasted no time with his teeth. 
been no useless gnawing. The thong was cut across diagonally, almost as clean as if done by a knife. White Fang looked up at the fort, at the same time bristling and growling, and then he turned and trotted back to Grey Beaver's camp. He owed no allegiance to this strange and terrible god. He'd given himself to Grey Beaver, and to Grey Beaver he considered that he still belonged. But what had occurred before was repeated with a difference. Grey Beaver again made him fast with a thong, and in the morning turned him over to Beauty Smith. And here was where the difference came in. Beauty Smith gave him a beating. Tied securely, White Fang could only rage futilely and endure the punishment. Club and whip were both used on him. He experienced the worst beating he'd ever received in his life. Even the big beating given him in his puppyhood by Grey Beaver was mild compared to this. Beauty Smith enjoyed the task. He delighted in it. He gloated over his victim. His eyes flamed dully as he swung the whip or the club and listened to White Fang's cries of pain and to his helpless bellows and snarls. For Beauty Smith was cruel in the way that cowards are cruel, cringing, sniveling himself before the blows or angry speech of a man. He revenged himself in turn upon creatures weaker than he. All life likes power. Beauty Smith was no exception. Denied the expression of power amongst his own kind, he fell back upon the lesser creatures and there vindicated the life that was in him. But Beauty Smith had not created himself, and no blame was to be attached to him. He'd come into the world with a twisted body and a brute intelligence. This had constituted the clay of him, and it had not been kindly molded by the world. White Fang knew why he was being beaten. When Grey Beaver tied the thong around his neck, passed the end of the thong into Beauty Smith's keeping, White Fang knew that it was his God's will for him to go with Beauty Smith. And when Beauty Smith left him tied outside the fort, he knew it was Beauty Smith's will that he should remain there. Therefore, he disobeyed the will of both gods and earned the consequent punishment. He'd seen dogs change owners in the past, and he'd seen the runaways beaten as he was beaten. He was wise, and yet in the nature of him, there were forces greater than wisdom. One of these was fidelity. He did not love Grey Beaver, yet even in the face of his will and his anger, he was faithful to him. He could not help it. This faithfulness was a quality of the clay that composed him. It was the quality that was particularly possession of his kind, the quality that set apart his species from all other species, the quality that's enabled the wolf and the wild dog to come in from the open and be the companions of man. Well, after the beating, White Fang was dragged back to the fort. But this time, Beauty Smith left him tied with a stick. One does not give up a god easily. And so with White Fang, Grey Beaver was his own particular god, and in spite of Grey Beaver's will, White Fang still clung to him and would not give him up. Grey Beaver had betrayed and forsaken him, but that had no effect on him. 
Not for nothing had he surrendered himself, body and soul, to Grey Beaver. There had been no reservation in White Fang's part, and the bond was not to be broken easily. So in the night, when the men in the fort were asleep, White Fang applied his teeth once again to the stick that held him. The wood was seasoned and dry, tied so closely to his neck he could scarcely get his teeth into it. It was only by the severest muscular exertion and neck arching that he succeeded in getting the wood between his teeth, barely between his teeth, at that. It was only by the exercise of an immense patience extended through many hours that he succeeded in gnawing through the stick. This was something that dogs were not supposed to do. It was unprecedented. But White Fang did it, trotting away from the fort in the early morning with the end of the stick hanging around his neck. He was wise, but he'd been made merely wise he wouldn't have gone back to Grey Beaver, who'd already twice betrayed him. But there was his faithfulness, and he went back to be betrayed yet a third time. Again, he yielded to the tying of a thong around his neck by Grey Beaver, and again, Beauty Smith came to claim him. And this time, he was beaten even more severely than before. Whew. I love this story. White Fang is such a cool book. All right, we'll continue with that coming up on our show on Saturday night. We will see you again then. That's going to do it for us. Thanks so much for stopping by and joining in the fun and excitement. And uh, please do share and like our uh, our show and our links in our show notes down below. And check out our sponsors too. And uh, you can get some great deals if you look at those show notes down there. We got Skillshare. We got uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Of course, NordVPN, our newest sponsor. Thank you so much for that. And BarkBox.com slash Miko. All right, gang, that's going to do it. I'll see you again Saturday night. This has been the Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Snort. <laughs>